so again this is the cthulhu um slash seamus slash i don't even know what it is at this point long going campaign and we are picking up again with the gang in western china um does anyone want to give nat a recap of what happened last session jj well let's just say that reggie uh got hit with a poison dart and he was seeing buddha devils <laughs> he was he was out of it and then passed out yeah. well you all expertly flanked and took care of a group of bow and arrow wielding um well did they have did they have guns or were they bow and arrows they're using bow and arrows okay well, anyway ah. assaulters and uh took them from two sides and how many were there four uh you end up with five on the ground okay and uh expertly took care of them while i gently slept <laughs> <laughs> And then the next day, you all investigated the caves. Yes, and we found, let's see, there was a clue um, that led us to one particular cave. And I cannot remember what the clue was. But then we wound up finding, ah, it was notes scrawled by our... Uh, the object of our quest, Patrick, who we uh, uh, have been we, tracking, who we found some scrawled, notes scrawled that were left by uh, white Russians that were housed here at one point, and that led us to a particular cave and a particular part of the cave where we wound up able to access a secret room where clearly. He had gone before because his backpack was crushed underneath the stone and separating it from the floor. So we lifted it, and it was clear that some sort of trap had been triggered uh, by removing something off of a pedestal. And we found a number of things, including one of those staffs with the three rings uh, that is used to beat people, which is now known as the shusher. Mm. Um, sure. which we which we gave to our <laughs> giant canadian in hopes that he will use it to shush people um but there were also a number of scrolls and let's see time for notes um so the staff with the rings we found an ancient scroll a number a prayer bowl and some other religious items a black stone that has flecks of gold on it like stylized motifs and then on the scroll there's something about the uh, traveler jian fang oh, this was actually you found in the backpack uh like patrick's notes or his journal or something and uh it it leads us to a um the Jan Baru, a jewel gifted to the monks to protect it from the horse devils. And a priest by the name of Yesha Durga can give the location of the jewel and the coffer. And there's it apparently 
Uh, we're heading to Barcor Square, which is in Lhasa. Yep. Um, and uh, we found a bag with a handful of gold nuggets and a bottle that has a white liquid in it. Hmm. <clears throat> so also Sam went ahead and burned the bodies of the Tibetan uh, bandits who attacked you all <clears throat> while Poppy distracted the priest. Um, and then uh, the next morning, when I guess you guys are preparing to leave, um, and uh, I don't know, I guess... Uh, uh, Cluster was suffering from a, some some bad yak meat he had, so he was floored up all through all of this. <laughs> all, all that liquor with the Russians. Yes. All that liquor with the guys back in Chug King, and it's yak meat that does me in. <laughs> but you're starting to feel more like yourself, um, and so there's still like a big pile of like you know bones still smoldering out there and you'll are probably packing up your horses or whatever to head back uncle ben aunt maru sorry i just <laughs> oh no you made that joke last week oh hey fist bump all right <laughs> great minds um yeah. and so you're kind of like you know sitting around it's still bitterly cold out here of course um and I think Reggie was going to give some gold and some dollars to the priest in order to, you know, keep him happy as well as, you know, uh, pay off or your Russian guide friend who saw you all open up the secret room and extract various artifacts and then sneak them out past while the puppy was distracting the priest. <laughs> um, so all this is going on, Cluster. Um, and also George showed up after you like all left him with the plane he showed up at the nick of time in the middle of the fight uh and he went ahead and explained that a group of these guys attacked the plane and so a dash scared him off with a machine gun and then after a while he's like huh i better go warn those guys that there's you know uh violent types on the loose after us so that's why he came over here. Yeah. And then but the plane's okay. Yeah. It's got some holes in it. Uh, but it seemed like it was okay. Are they arrow holes? They're arrow holes. I, you know what? I'll leave arrows sticking out of the plane. I, I know it ruins the aerodynamics, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> I made sure to collect some of the poison. And at some point, I'm going to quietly go over to the priest and say and describe the weird visions I had and ask if that's normal for this kind of poison they used and describe the you know the Buddhist devil the Buddhists and uh, the devils that I was seeing out of the corner of my eye for the past day okay so that'll spark a long the uh, philosophical discussion in Mandarin oh after which my head hurts more yes uh, but anyway, Cluster, so as you're kind of sitting there drinking like a cup of tea, I would assume, since Reggie always has tea ready. Not um, not Yak's milk. Not Yak's milk, yeah. You notice in the kind of like in the fire in front of you that's still smoldering 
and you know again skulls bones you know pretty much <clears throat> i think everything that wasn't like you know attached to their body was scabbed off but they were burned um you notice something shiny in there is there a stick nearby i can i can pull it out of the fire with yep i'll i'll without putting down the t i'll just kind of scooch forward and Grab the stick and just kind of rake it back out of the fire. And it's 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 not really like as you kind of scrape it back, it looks like it's like gold foil. Like not a solid object, but almost like foil. Like foil, very thin, and it looks like it's almost got like this lace pattern cut into it. And as you kind of like poke it around, you can see that it's sort of like is now visible because you know there's just the the ashen remains of the skin and scalp and the hair that was on the the skull and it looks like it was like between that and the the, the skull itself ah well i'm gonna let it cool down before i do anything um i've got time to finish my tea the worst thing you can possibly do to a you know subcutaneously injected gold cultist symbol is just picking up hot um but i've got it out of the fire i'm gonna i'm gonna finish my tea uh reggie was reggie there with me is he's reggie... over talking to the priest but you know uh, george george poppy and sam are i guess wandering around well hey, and also there's a russian friend i'm not gonna ask the russian friend. i mean the russian guy's fine uh but you know, he's not my Russian guy. He's just a guy. Uh, but if uh, if one of the party walks over, I'll be like, hey, hey, look at this. I found this in the fire. Came off that guy's head. No, I mean like in the head. Not like on the, it wasn't a hat. Like, no. Like it was tacked onto the skull or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was under his scalp. And I've got a kerchief. I'm going to to gently, without touching it, sift the thing over onto the kerchief mm -hmm. with the intention, and I'll lay it over away from the stuff because uh, if everybody's done with the fire, <laughs> as gross as that is, uh, I'm going to start grabbing this you know digging a hole to put that stuff into okay so yeah it looks like it's a intricately cut piece of gold foil that's you know super super thin that didn't melt or tear apart when i pulled it out nope yeah well, now it's on it a, tore, it tore a little bit but it didn't hurt. melt oh huh, okay uh are there any more of them in the fire are you gonna check the other skulls yep yeah, as you kind of knock on them and knock the uh, the the scalp hair away, you can see more of them. Uh, uh, we'll try, try to get them out with the stick. Yep. Okay. You're able to pull them out. Some of them are torn, but like one is complete and one is almost complete of the five. Can Can I just say that this will look so awesome in our scrapbook of this adventure, just like pasted between like photos and like ticket stubs and stuff and... <laughs> nice 
But yeah, we'll, we'll get them all out. We'll, we'll collect them all. We'll get a little yeah. pile going. And once they're safely on the kerchief over to the side, then I will start. Uh, I will dig a small hole and start burying the detritus that didn't burn. All right. The priest will direct you uh, to a more auspicious place to bury them. Sure. Yeah, it's his, it's his yard. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> How does one say, where do you want this in Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will walk over, kind of clutching my head a little bit, still sort of tripping on this frog poison. Yeah, I feel a lot better now. Oh, good. It's been a you had a night's sleep. Oh, that, that's now that's actually good. you're probably more affected by uh, all the amphetamines that Poppy gave you. Ah, but well, what what is this? <laughs> what are you all doing here with the skulls? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, we found these. <laughs> they, like, look. Like, they, like were, they come off the skull. They're wearing hats? They're not hats. Like, look at it. Is there This a... was under the skin. This came off after the skin burnt away. Is there, like, an... Imp- are there patterns on the top of the skull where the gold was? Well... That's... A little bit, just, you know, from, like, soot and... You're totally going to have to ask Yorick. Oh. You can, as you look at it, you can see, if you keep examining and cleaning the skull, you can see that there's certain, like, divots in the skull that seem to be regularly placed. All right, hold on. i got to take a photo of this, because this is just too weird. And... We may have to find gold skulls in our future to, you know, figure out how to recognize them. Is any of it, like, below the hairline at all? No. Weird. Did any of these guys, I I assume they just all had hair, right? Yeah, they had long hair. Okay. Has the priest ever heard of anything like this? You want to show it to him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's mystified. He doesn't know what you've got. It was on their skull beneath there. I've never even heard of such a thing. I wonder if you could tattoo it like that. That'd be interesting. Like use like gold dust or whatever, like in the same, same process as you tattoo just like i think you could i mean gold is biostable it's not it sounds very expensive reliably to form patterns underneath a scalp is kind of like that's some serious artistry yeah well it'd be way easier just to do a little slit and shove the sheet in and call it done Like like a whole hairline? Is that how big it is? Or yeah, yeah. Like think, is, this is probably flattened, an ins- flattened out. It's about like this big, like like yamaka sized. <laughs> Does the pattern of it resemble anything? It's intricate, but it doesn't look like anything you're familiar with. Okay, I'll take a picture of an undamaged one, 
as well as the skull. Okay. And to try and figure it out later. That's interesting. <laughs> um, do we need to get back to the plane? Do you want to keep one of the skulls then? I don't know. It's kind of gross. Look, I've You're moved, not using it. I've moved all nature of cargo across China. And I don't think hauling a skull is a good idea, right? I'm just I'm just telling you now. The priest has already performed like prayers over the bodies before you burned them. So yeah. uh, he may have opinions about you taking a removing skull. skulls. All right. Um, well, anything else you want to do in the, I might, I might go and look through more of the caves while everybody packs up and take pictures of things. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And see if there's, see if there's any see what i can find and see if any of it um stands out in any way just like anything interesting anything that particularly resonates with you know forbidden mathematics or anything like that or your spiritual Uh, visions (laughs) yeah yeah actually you don't find anything that resonates with anything you've learned so far and it's a lot of you know fascinating caves and a lot of like you know medieval uh buddhist art um i guess reggie you might after a little while start to feel a little dizzy from just these intense images and flashbacks uh, from your nightmares but uh otherwise they're mostly empty they've been picked over by generations of you know people coming through yeah. here but I'll, I'll document some of the images, particularly the ones that correspond with visions. Mm-hmm. Some of them are bizarrely esoteric. All right. And so then you guys spend uh, maybe about like four hours or so riding back to Dunhang. And... Did we arrange for a refueling? I know we had. I know I told a dash to fill the plane from the emergency reserve tanks we had. Yep. But did we arrange for more fuel from Timor? Um. I think we were working on it, but we left him to try and find it. Yeah, I remember huh. discussing it. I don't think we solved it. Um, okay so when you get back do you head to the city do you head to the plane uh head to the plane first just to make sure everything is i mean adesh had to chase people away with machine guns let's let's make sure adesh is fine and i want to get a status update from adesh about you know like (laughs) Is he okay? Is the plane okay? What's our fuel like? You get to the edge of the the little lake, and you can see he's still out there. Um, And it looks like he is patching up a hole in the wing. 
I'll, I'll yell down so as not to surprise him, you know, the man with the machine gun. Yes. He waves. Wave back. He had like a special yodel for that. Is that how that works? You know, whatever. The plane, I, the plane. I, I make, I make my loudest African elephant call. A la the Tarzan cartoon from the 1970s. And, and then Adesh does the same thing back. <laughs> and yeah. And then we know it's good to, to close the gap. <laughs> Dolphin sounds. Um, but yeah, he's okay. Plane's okay. He's got enough food. He's not yeah. injured. Okay. Uh, I will ask him if he has been gone for like two days, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask him if Timor came through with fuel. Uh, he'll tell you three barrels. And he kind of points to. Uh, 55 gallon. That's 150 gallons. 165. Three times fifty-five. Give me a second. I've got a spreadsheet. I don't think that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I have no idea how much fuel a plane uh, burns through. I think you carried like eleven barrels with you. Eleven or thirteen. Thirteen. So thirteen was a full refill of your tank. Yep. Uh, so it's like a quarter of a tank. Oh boy. That's not good. We'll have to go find some. Yeah, I don't know. Let we we'll work our way back in town, but there there may be if Timor can't find it, it 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 may not exist. Or maybe Timor can get more for price. Yeah. This yeah, smells, that's true. smells like a negotiation. I'm going to suggest, because you know, I'm mountain paranoid, that this might also be that they deliberately left us short to get us to come back into town. God damn it, Ian. That's actually we been a really clever way to kill us. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, now I wasn't worried. Now I'm now I'm worried. <laughs> like, piss. Um Timor. Timor wouldn't do that. Not Timor. But, but we don't know who the who the other guys were. You know what? When as soon as he mentions that, I'm I'm gonna sniff those barrels. I just wanna make sure like this smells like fuel uh and instead of cooking oil <laughs> instead of just water mm. like man talk about a great way to kill us give us fake fuel yeah jump, 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 jump. it turns out it's trioxid and we all turn into zombies awesome um it does smell like fuel it smells a little old but it smells like fuel that's fine yeah, assuming that you can smell old fuel. <clears throat> it's got Chinese letterings on the outside of the barrel, and they're a little rusty. 
uh, do the Chinese lettering say fuel or does the Chinese lettering say like fish oil? Um, <laughs> Cooking gas. No, it says fuel. Okay. Uh, you, you feel like based on your experience that these are probably like army fuel left here when army planes maybe came out here at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, and that's probably kind of what we expect to get out here. But, uh, we were bone dry when we got here. Uh, I am estimating, but, you know, we would have used 10 barrels to get out here from Chungking. I think you refilled uh, at Lan Chow. We did. Yeah, we didn't touch our reserves uh, until we landed here. God, that's still 825 kilometers. So that would have been like, that would have been more. I would have to do the math, but that would have been a look. That wouldn't be as bad. Shall we go back in town? It would probably be in our best interest to leave with a fuel, a full tank. I Especially agree. if, as I understand it, we are going to Lhasa. Well, you have a full tank, and now you have, what was it, three barrels? Next Which yeah. lightens your load mm. for getting so over the mountains. You're not pulling as much, especially if you're going up. Yep, up quite a bit. Because you guys, oh, have, here you we guys go. have to, you guys have to fly to get to Lhasa. You have to fly over the Kunlun Mountains, which rise up about six thousand meters. Yeah, and you guys are almost at sea level here. And then we have to fly over the Tibetan Plateau, which in super thin air. Um, then it's not going Then we have to land. I don't know where. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know where you land a seaplane in Lhasa, Tibet. Um. There's actually, on the map, it's not super clear, but to the northwest of Lhasa, there is a very large lake, a saltwater huh? inland lake. Hmm. I think it's called um, Lake Nam, N-A-M. So, uh, if we do that, and I'm, I'm, I'm still... I'm looking back at the math here in a minute, but it's 923 kilometers. This will be the longest leg we have flown, and it'll be higher. Um, if we get there, and all we have is the 150, 320 kilometers from Lhasa is Darjeeling. Um, like, we could, in an emergency, fly to India, where... I bet there is no end of British military presence right now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how willing they'll be to trade with us, but like, if this is all we can get, that is probably our other path. I believe I can help us with the British. Oh, hey, that's right. Oh, fuck, I forgot you weren't actually a priest. You are good at this. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, that actually... You forgot that you're not B. actually smuggling. 
<laughs> I come in all defensive and I'm like, no, what are you doing in India, man? I don't know. I Am I being detained? And then I realize I'm not smuggling anything. And I'm like, oh, well, crap. This is weird. I think it'd be worth trying to get... So, so here's the thing. I don't know how high altitude affects a plane's traversal. And if it's better to be light or it's better to have a full tank of gas. Well, a full tank of additional gas. <clears throat> but, well, I mean, basically, if we're going to town, I think it should only be... I mean, we can go all of us, but I think we should probably keep as many people that we can by the plane. So maybe if, like... Nat and Polly and I went to talk to the Russian, and JJ started working with the crew to get the plane ready to go. Yeah, I, I hate to split the group. I'm just, I'm just trying to. Do you know the scene where everybody in the double layered restaurant is kung fu fighting? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of think we need to roll deep into that scene, right. particularly when you hear the music start. Yeah, we should, we should definitely so... arm up. Then we should be fully. Because I, 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 I could be wrong, but I totally feel like this is a setup. So I think uh, Nat. You probably want to ditch as much stuff out of the plane as possible before taking off and having yep. a full tank in the tank, but as little else in the cabin as possible. <clears throat> Just because that will give you as much fuel at the end of the trip in case, say, bad weather or you can't find a place to land because it's dark or something like that? So, fully loaded at 7,000 kilograms, which we are not close to, it would be a full tank to get... Uh, it would be at least a full tank. We would have 1,000 kilometers range, which is not including elevation. I am pretty sure I know jets fly at high elevation because the low air pressure creates less drag, makes them more efficient. I don't think that works for propeller planes. I don't think propellers run as efficiently at high elevation. They need. Yeah. Um, because they're not able to compress air. Um, so I would not expect what if we, just a little crazy talk here, but what if we didn't go high altitude and we went around to like Cotan or we backtracked and basically go around this high plateau? That way we've got a lot more opportunities to potentially refuel and then, and, and places to land. And then we can push up into the high altitude when we're actually underneath Lashar or whatever. Or if we went to Catan, we crossed the high altitude to much shorter distance. And we have, like, I don't, I, I, I'm assuming because they're named towns, these are places we can probably get. And frankly, I would feel safer if we were go traveling on the Indian side of all this instead of the Chinese side. But that could be crazy talk. I'm just saying. Your chances of finding fuel further west is lower. For every thousand feet of altitude, you lose three percent of your horsepower. And how high is Lhasa? 
Um, Palasso is about 3,000 feet, but you have to go over like between five and 6,000 over the hump. So you'd lose about 18% of your horsepower, worst case. Okay. Yeah, and we're we're at under, let me check, we're at under half weight right now, unless anybody has closer belongings. Um, and JJ's horses. and Or a horse. Oh. <laughs> Nobody oh, did anything leave. stupid like hide a horse on my plane, right? We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm going to have to let go of these horses. They're beautiful. I love, I'll be back for them. Um, Timor will take care of them. Timor loves horses. So they taste just like chicken. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to go back because we have to give away our horses now. Uh, We can probably trade them for fuel. (laughs) Which, ironically, kind of symbolic of the handing over from, you know, old to new. The old way meets the new. Timeless tale. Um, so yeah, yeah. Matt, you have contacts here, so you theoretically could get the horses someplace back east, eastern China, eventually. Okay. You know, Colin's a couple of favors for that on Jujuju's behalf. Yeah, I I'm not even I don't. <sighs> You know what? I'm just going to have to come back after the war. Oh, I am. I'm not going to endanger the mission for these horses. They're awesome horses, though. But yeah, I'm not going to endanger the mission for the horses. So I am going to make the character call that I probably don't know anyone in Lhasa. They don't produce weapons. They aren't buying weapons yet, to my knowledge. No, they, but uh, so we this came up last week and you missed it. Uh, Adesh's uncle has a shop in Lhasa. Holy shit, Adesh, you're the best. Uh, what kind of shop? Uh, foreign goods. His it's, uh, his uncle Pakesh. Pakesh, this is effing awesome. Okay, good. We All should, right, we should ask him what he might appreciate us bringing in. That's a very good like a couple horses <laughs> just strap them to the wings it's all good yeah maybe like that Mel Gibson movie with the elephant all good isn't this uh... he, hasn't, he hasn't seen his uncle in probably like about eight years but he says, you know, his uncle, you know, did pretty good business in Lhasa, you know, uh, selling British Western goods like, um, you know, watches and uh, eyeglasses and things like that. What is something that is super lightweight that we could get here that they would like in Lhasa? Um, that they wouldn't more easily be able to get from just somebody hiking it up the mountain um you smuggler you will know this actually yeah i should have an idea of what an appropriate gift would be for an indian running a shop in lhasa tibet dealing in foreign goods what would he be missing what would the thing be adesh where's your uncle from nepal they're both from nepal they're both from nepal um 
the odds of us getting Nepalese specialties here in Tungwong pretty low. But if uh, to get but, them here, then it would be in Lhasa. But we could. Uh, What's something that the British would frown upon selling from the south that you could get from the north? Drugs. The... <laughs> I wasn't gonna please, say it. Please take our gift of raw, uncut opium. <laughs> Several kilograms of poppies. Um, I think generally it falls into foodstuffs, alcohol, textiles, spices. Spice. I don't think the Gobi Desert is a good. Uh, we are on the Silk Road. Like, there might be some... Lhasa is, again, Lhasa's a weird spot, right? Like, not many people will walk up the Himalayas to get to Lhasa it's if also, they don't have to. It's also forbidden. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Man, yeah. We're American. We're fine. We're just tourists. <laughs> um... Uh, you know what? Let's take the horses back to Timor. Let's ask him. Let's see what Timor like has his thumb on. There's a, probably some local spe local specialty that we're just not aware of. I, I'm not sure that we actually want to let him know where we're going. Ah, uh, that's true. We might want to pick something up saying we're going back east. And some, like, We're going back east, and then we just take off south and never turn. <laughs> okay. So you, you guys are taking the horses back to the city. Did you decide that you're all rolling in, heavily armed? Yeah, I mean, not like show of force, but like ready for trouble, right? Okay. Like, I mean, at least me. So you're leaving Adesh again with the machine gun? Yeah, he's really good at it. Okay. He's or, proven he's ready for that responsibility. Or I could stay, because I know how to fly a plane. You want to stay with the dash? Keep company? We'll bring you back food. We'll bring you back tea and, and dumplings. Come but back could, and the plane's gone. I could keep the plane running, right? Like, if you guys are going, and you have to make... No, like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't spend the fuel. Or I mean, like... If I see you guys running down the hill to the plane, yeah. I could fire it up and get you going. <laughs> you're, the, you're the guy from Indiana Jones at the beginning. That. Yeah. I think that's just the unspoken, like, look, if I make if I make chimpanzee sounds, just start the plane. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up so to George you. and Adesh remain at the plane again. And... Uh, and then Sam and Reggie and Nat, and then your Russian friend too, kind of wants to get home. Um, which, again, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, and I don't want to look it up right now. Uh, clearly, he's crucial to the plot. So you all head back, and I guess, JJ, you left your horses stable at the town, if I remember correctly. Um, If we didn't... If we didn't ride them. Oh, that's right. South. You're riding horses, derp. Yeah. Okay. So you ride your horses back up to the city. Yeah. And you get back to Dun, 
uh, Dunhang with the walls and the soldiers and the, the yada yada yada. And what do you do? Head over to uh, uh, Timor's place of work, aka the the inn. But yeah. Maybe we want to sell our horses on the way out of town in case we need to ride them to the plane in a hurry. Let's let's talk to Timor. Um, yeah. He can probably get us a ride back to the plane. And if Timor says he'll take care of your horses, your horses are taken care of. Yeah. We'll just leave them tied up there. As you guys are having this discussion, Sam, you notice something. What do you I notice? You notice that one of the stalls here in the, in the city... Uh, in the town, um, there's long strings of like Szechuan peppers hanging, dried. Uh, I don't know what I would think of that other than the fact that it's there. So I would point that out to to JJ. I will Wouldn't turn be... to the smuggler. Wouldn't that be kind of weird this far north? What? The peppers. I, I thought like northern Chinese cuisine was pretty mild. Let's go talk to the pepper guy. Well, my point simply was being as you look at it, it's like it's something that you could probably be of interest in uh, Tibet where they eat a lot of spicy food. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. didn't even think of that. I was just thinking that that's weird and okay. Point out. Bargain. <laughs> Um, from Highly the, significant. Yes, yes. Small yes. tangent, but I just learned that the highest, uh, the highest elevation brewery in all of the world is in Lasha. Formed in 1988, uh-huh. the Lasha Brewing Company provides 80% of the beer consumed in Tibet. It is the mm-hmm. highest in the world. Nice. Do they make Chang? It doesn't say. I don't know. Okay. Apparently, it's owned uh, by the it's owned by the Carlsberg Group. Mm. Oh. Uh, I found out that apparently look one up, of the uh, Korean Chang, leaders. Is, I said, look up Chang, which is like C H H A A N G. Cute. Aconite and potential toxicity. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of potential toxicity, apparently one of the Korean leaders, I am not sure which one, liked. Heineken, so he bought a brewery and set it up in North Korea. Um, the first time I have ever, the only time in my life I have ever been tempted to smuggle in North Korean beer. Like as soon as I found out there's a North Korean brewery, I had to, I had to know. <laughs> I like the fact that Singdao beer is in the city that the Germans controlled. It yeah. tasted like when when I was in Oregon, I got just smacked by the hop tree. Like every local beer was just absolutely over the top hopped. Oh. Uh, I drank Sing Tao the whole time I was there. Yuck. I hate Chang I hate is hop. said to be the best <laughs> remedy to ward off the severe cold of the mountains. Nevertheless, yeah. numerous fatalities have occurred from such medicinal. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It'll, it'll fix what's wrong with you, or uh, it'll kill you. Well, you know when you've got double double consonants, double vowel, that it's probably a. It's pronounced Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Is, isn't that the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? 
No, that's Krang. That's Krang. <laughs> oh, God. Well, get some peppers. Yeah. Yeah. We should wear them like, like, like banditos. Just in big oh, we're in the so stalls uh, nearby. In Tibetan, a, uh, a tavern is called a Chang Kang. <laughs> which basically means like beer house. That's funny. I like it. Chang Kang. We'll have to find out. Yep. Okay. So you head in to the the inn again. Uh, and after some asking around, you find that uh, you're able to track down Timor. And he's like, gentlemen, you've returned. Timor, we're just getting ready to head out of town again. What? Never. Come Can drink. Uh, it's cold. You're out, you're, you look tired. You're covered in the road dust. Uh, Here, maybe we just must one. drink. Okay. But there's just one. Just one, Timor. I swear. Uh, cut to drinking montage. Yes. Um, but no, thank him for his hospitality. And I'm, I'm going to slyly lean over and ask him to take care of, uh, Reggie's horses. Like, look, Reggie can't take the horses on the plane. We gotta, I, I'm going to call back. I'll, I'll telegraph later to make arrangements to have them transported. But just for now, keep an eye on them. Make sure they're well-treated, well-fed. And and we'll figure this out. Okay. He, he'll he give you kind of like a, uh, a shoulder hug and be like, for you, my friend, anything. Um, also, I hate to ask, any way you can find more fuel? Except that. <laughs> I this is all I could find. I, there may be some more, but it it's a month at least until it'd be here. It's have to put a have someone bring it by camel. <laughs> You're lucky I found these. these I I feel lucky that we have any reserve fuel at all. I appreciate they it. were they I, were buried I, over north of the uh, the the city wall from. Uh, when the army planes were here before. Huh. Army, where were but the army Timor planes Timor knows before? the man who buried them, and so had him go <laughs> dig them up. Um, hey, there aren't any army planes still here, are there? They're all gone? No, no. They okay. flew them all back to fight the, the Japanese. Um. All right. Well, then we should probably have another drink for the road. And then another one for the next time we see each other. Okay. And eat. You must eat. Dumplings. To, cut to arm wrestling montage. <laughs> Steam baths. <laughs> Cluster title, title comes right up and says, it. the following Tuesday. <laughs> At some point, once we're really, really good and drunk, Ask him about the gold skulls. Hmm, gold skulls? What's this? The the guys with the you ever heard of guys with gold? I like this priest. At first I didn't like him because he would not drink, but now he is drunk. And I like him more. <laughs> I told <sighs> you you'd like him. He's a great guy. 
Uh, go. And then I just knock over. Okay. <laughs> Leaving the more experienced alcoholics to uh, yes. explain what the hell I meant by gold skulls. And then he says, but, and he kind of leans in close to you and says, your other friend, and he kind of points over at Sam. This one, he never drinks and he never misses anything. He also never sits down, so he's a little apparent. Yeah. That's beside the point. You did. I just watched him the run, the room. I didn't hear you, Nat. Muted. I am unmuted now. I'm going back now and trying to remember, have I ever actually heard Sam speak? <laughs> I've heard Sam speak. I like to think that, like, you know, it's always been like Sam's internal monologue that we, the audience, have been hearing. <laughs> it's like, you know, Magnum P.I. That's hilarious. Awesome. Sushi. Uh, the ex-wife called me. Right. Look, I didn't want to say anything about it, but apparently the priest wants to... We had some trouble south of town. Guys attacked us. Don't worry. We hid the bodies. They had some weird gold hats on. Hmm. Like, like yellow hats? Like No. Priests. Like gold. But not like gold. You know, not like soft, fall apart in your hands. Like, it was weird, but it was gold. He'll ask you to describe them. Like like little lacy, I'll tell him like little lacy gold yarmulkes. Hmm. When you describe the them, he'll tell you that they sound like you know jagpa. Jagpa. Uh, mountain tribes, bandits. Uh, they're dangerous to travel in the mountains south of here. Uh, Why the hell didn't you tell me this before we left tomorrow? Like I, we're not I in thought... the mountains. <laughs> well, yes, I was. You said you were sending me to the mountains. It, this would have been helpful information beforehand. But based on like you described, like the bows, he thinks they may be like the So So clan. Okay. Which Are... normally he thinks they're much further west, like down um, in the. Uh, like, more closer to Turkmenistan. Okay. But um, they are known to be quite deadly with a bow, especially on horseback. But he doesn't know anything about these gold lace yarmulke things. Uh, yeah, I don't get it either, but it's weird. All right, Timor, seriously, last drink, then we got to go. Thank you for all your help, your friendship. I'm sorry your wife is so mad at me. I don't know what I could have done. She is not mad at you. Uh, come, we'll stop uh, at the house on the way before I see you off. I'll make sure to buy a bottle for the road, for the house. Mm -hmm. It would be rude to go to Timor's house without something. That... Okay. And she, when you get there, she will ply you with uh, dried sausages and things for the road. Make oh. sure you have enough to eat. Ah, damn. All right.
I'm going to try really hard not to let the bottle I bought get opened while we're there. <laughs> or, or we may not leave till tomorrow. You may have to use the smoke bomb. Exit. <laughs> he goes to look for the corkscrew and you're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> Irish goodbye. Okay. So it sounds like, though, it is possibly getting close to the early, early in the morning by the time you guys actually get back to the plane. Sadly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really anybody on this lake, right? Like there's, there's no trees in the lake. There's no obstacles I need to navigate around. Like taking off at night is probably not a big problem. No. Yeah, it's surrounded by sand dunes, which are pretty visible. Yeah, maybe not. What's is it a full moon? Can I see sand dunes or? You can see sand dunes. It's probably not a full moon, but there's enough light. But also, it's like at this point, probably the sun's starting to come up. So it's okay. more visibility. Um, I will say if it takes us that if it took us that long to get back. We should probably at least get a few hours sleep before we go. Or at least I should. Yeah. Yep. Or you have a dash handle, the easy part. Yeah, I could take watch, though, if you guys want to crash. Or George. George can fly. That's true. Um, yeah, if George wants to get us up and heading, yeah, it's going to be... We're going to hit the first range of mountains, then a, then a plane. 300 kilometers is where we really need to be up at altitude. Does this plane's interior have enough space to switch pilots, though? Um, kind of. It seems really cozy. And George is big. No offense, George. George is big. So photos are limited, right? But... Yeah, There's one observation seat way out front. Yeah, there's there's a cockpit. It's tiny. Like George we're, is big, but he's also he's a he's an experienced pilot. So yeah, he's he can familiar squish. with cramming himself in there. We can do this. It'll be good. Mm -hmm. oh, it was more just the, the switching pilots thing. That was more. I just uh, sure. they can do it in their sleep practically. Uh, yeah. Here you well literally. Uh, here you go. I'm sending a link into roll 20, which is the best photo of the cockpit I can find from the outside. It is tight, but it does look as if there's space behind. Looks like it's a broken and link. The what? It's a broken link. Uh, it gave a torn picture. Picture. <laughs> let do. Damn it. Put it in the Jesus chat in the, in the recording thing. Yeah. In the uh, Riverside? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Riverside. And a technical note for Riverside. If you have your mic muted and you want to talk, just hit your space bar. Oh, that works here. It works here. That's awesome. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you can totally do it. Just don't put your hands up.
Or it'll be lopper like Cindy. I'll, I'll give them the safety briefing, which is keep your arms down. Keep your hands and arms inside of the mixer at all times. <laughs> Even if they start playing Wu-Tang, just keep them down, man. All right. Now, is, do, we, do we definitely want to go straight to Lhasa, or do we maybe want to try one of these other cities on the high plains? Is there any chance we might find fuel in Chikundo or... Your best chance of finding fuel is probably in Lhasa. All right. That is the first trade with the outside world. Okay. I left my wall in Chicago. And Lhasa has the lake, right? Because, like, being an amphibian, that'd be... I mean, the lake's, like, between 50 and 100 kilometers away, so it's, like, not right there, but it's... The lake's closer to you than Lhasa is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make a That's break actually the good. And, and also, it, we would not be able to sneak into Lhasa with a plane. Mm-hmm. You you guys are very noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. is there a lake near Jeet Kune Do or Dirge or any of those other cities there? No, they look like they're pretty mountainous, right? So Yeah. And Tibet is isolated, right? Like Tibet... The Silk Road went around it because Tibet just kind of sucks to get to. And also, Tibetans were pretty hardcore, and you kind of wanted to avoid them. Like, medieval Tibetans were... I mean, this area you're in right now was conquered by the Tibetans back before like they really got into Buddhism. They used to extract uh, tribute from China for like 600 years. Yeah. Because they oh, had the I, better armor. I, never, I didn't know that. That must be why mm-hmm. China's so down on them. But I'm sure what? things are fine now. Cut to running from Tibetans montage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'm going to go to sleep in the back. Okay. With the three barrels. A lot right. more room to stretch out now. There is. Uh, we're still carrying the empty barrels because we may get to a place where we can buy fuel, but not barrels. So you're bringing your empties? Yep. Also, if, if you want to do a little rhythm circle, that's good to have those barrels. Oh, that's a giant lake, Jed. I told you. Yeah, we'll have no and problem landing on that. And it's salt water, so I don't think it'll freeze. Ah, oh, nice. And... If it's salt water, means there's probably not a lot of agriculture around it. Fewer people. There's not a lot around. Yeah. All right. So flying south. Pretty much a beeline for Lhasa or the lake. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it looks, I mean, just south by southeast. I have another crazy question. Um, do we have to do a, a roll to see if anybody gets sick from the high altitude? We do. Oh, uh, as the plane is climbing up over the mountains, uh, everyone do like a D8 roll and tell me if you roll a one. God! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got an eight. Everybody else gets an eight. Fucking yeah. fucking eights for everybody, but not that. Nope. 
I got an eight. Wait, that can't be right. Just the pilot. Are you still sleeping or am I piloting? <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to be piloting. Somebody's going to be comatose. That, that is weird. It didn't show my role in the chat, but it showed a D8. So I'm going to roll again. A three. I guess okay. it was showing me Polly's and, and Ian's rolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So climbing up, 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 up over the mountains, finding a pass. Uh, Polly, give me a piloting roll. Piloting roll. And it is a D8. Six plus four, ten. Okay. So no problems. Able to pull over and over the first mountain range, get enough altitude. And then as you pass over it, you see below the the plains below you, um, uh, which is the Chang Tang region which is just rolling steps or plains of the plateau. Very, very, very sparsely inhabited. Uh, snowy peaks all around. Get better efficiency with the prop. What? You do, I was asking uh, Polly if he flies lower or if he maintains the same altitude all the way through. I'm just curious. I don't know. It, depend, it would depend on like the weather and cloud cover, I guess, right? So It's pretty clear. Um, some some clouds, but it's not like snow or precipitation of any type. Windy. Windy. Yeah. Well, so it is a prop plane. You probably stick closer because we don't want to lose our horsepower, especially if it's windy. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. A few hours later, give me another piloting roll unless you're letting Nat take over. What do you say, Nat? Nat's still sick. <laughs> Nat's laying there. Nat's not risking another one. Okay. <laughs> this time it's a D6. Okay. Oh. Oops. Oops. All right, so coming over, uh, crossing the plateau, um, you suddenly the engine begins to to stall out. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercups. I'm gonna wake up Nat <laughs> and be like, "Your your bird is your bird's unhappy." <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Why is it making that sound? Wake up, Adesh. Adesh. Uh, are you going to send Adesh up to try to work, get the plane, the engine restarted? Well, no, I'll, I'll shake him awake and I'll make the don't talk sound. And then I'll make the listen sound. Rough and then gesture. if... <laughs> yeah, just the... Just, just, and then if he decides we need to go up to do it, we'll go up to do it. Uh, 
Do you want to try to take over and try to get the from the cockpit? Try to get started. Uh, what does the dash say? Is this a is this an engine problem or is this a piloting problem? Or is it a fuel uh, problem? <laughs> or is it a fuel problem? Yep. I'll flick the gas gauge a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a particular bird. It might need your touch. Got it. I'll, I'll run up. Okay. Uh, what are the symptoms of altitude sickness, by the way? Headaches, nausea? H headache, nausea, sleepiness. And usually for me, cause I've had it when I moved to Salt Lake, it rocked me for like two weeks, but it's also not like, it's nothing you can't fix with tea and 12 hours of sleep a day but but in this case fix most things the symptoms are very similar to a hangover so this should yeah. be well within your experience <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm actually do you remember that episode of wkrp where they kept kept giving johnny fever the alcohol and he kept yeah. doing better and better on the reaction yeah. yeah this might this might be my jam um are you are you really have altitude sickness or is this just you know uh timor Hangover. I I can't. Maybe I've never been hungover. Maybe it's always been altitude. Say I don't know. Um, I've never rolled a one for drinking, so I can't say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll I'll run up and try to make a a quick assessment. All right. Uh, you think that yeah, it's the altitude maybe has caused and the the cold air maybe has caused like in the intake to freeze up. And you may give me a piloting roll. You think you can get it uh, maybe running again. Got it. Uh, and that is my, that's my starred skill. What do I get for that? Is that a plus two, plus four? Plus four. Okay. Uh, D what? D6. D6. Nice. <laughs> oh, Fuck. yeah. Fucking six. Uh, Any points into it? I am gonna put. Listen, it's the ground is coming closer and closer. He's I'm gonna put a mental point into it. Okay. So suddenly you're like, ah, damn it! I know what it is, and you have to like have a dash, basically hit a fuel line to like yeah free it up. You think like, there might have been some water in the fuel and it froze? Okay. Or something like that. It's not great fuel, but actually, no, I take that back. You're not even using that fuel yet. You're using your own fuel. Oh, that wasn't great fuel. I, you, we got it from a guy who got it from a guy. Like, yeah, actually, I think this is the fuel you picked up in. Uh, uh, Lan Chow. Lan Chow, yeah. But yeah, that's that. That's fine. Just bang on the gauge. Hold hold down the, the preheat on the Magneto. Try to fire it up again, or the what are they, the glow plugs? Yeah. Just try to get it, try to get it fired up again. And then with a with a cough and a a roar and a big cloud of black smoke, it starts running again. <laughs> At least we didn't have to like crawl outside the plane. Uh, this is like frostbite weather up here too. Yeah. How uh. How high up are we? For, not uh, not like above sea level, but how high off the ground are we? Uh, actually, I wasn't sure if uh, uh, 
George, how high were you flying above the ground? Were you flying low or high? Uh, pretty low, like a thousand square feet, a thousand feet above, or whatever. It's like three hundred meters. Yeah, nothing stupid. Just uh, keeping it close. You you may want to keep us higher in the future in case, like you know, the engine cuts out from crap Chinese stolen fuel or something crazy like that. And yeah, we need a few thousand That's feet true. to get it going again. Okay. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go try to lay down again. Is there any way to make, like, hot tea in the plane? Is there, like... <laughs> I don't think that's an amenity the Italians would have added. I found this wonderful warm spot over near one of the fuel lines. <laughs> it is simultaneously suitable Just... for cooking tea and extremely disturbing. <laughs> at, at, like, 8,000 feet above the ground, you see one little window open on the side... And a gloved hand with a metal bottle of water shoves it in between two exhaust pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and then quickly goes back in. And we wait. And then we pull it back in to make tea. <laughs> I will make you the best cup of tea that is possible at 8,000 feet. I feel like the, the Italians might have built an espresso machine into it. I... Was espresso? Espresso was a thing before. What it was? And actually, I mean, if you go back far enough, maybe there's like a pizza oven back there. Uh, it's like, you know, golden age of design, right? Brewing. 1884. So yeah, espresso was a thing already. Yep. All right. So, George, you're back at the, the tiller as... Your captain goes back and to his bunk okay. or pile of uh, peppers. Basically, yeah, sleeping on a pile of Szechuan peppers. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> All right. And eventually, a few hours later, you will heading south, southwest, see ahead of you as you pass over like some more peaks, uh, a big lake. Uh, I will leave instructions to wake me for the landing because seaplanes are weird. Yeah. And actually, the landings are probably not nearly as weird as the takeoffs, but still, let me know. Is it still sunlight? Uh, how long what do you think it would have taken you to get here? Thousand kilometers... Uh, fuel capacity... Do, 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 range of kilometers... Cruising speed. Uh, cruising speed would only... It's still, like, fuck, it's still midday. Uh, this would have been under six hours for 1,300 miles, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're basically taking off around dawn. Yep. We decided. So, yeah. So it's... Newish. Uh, can George assist me with the landing? Is there bonuses to, is, is there a help? It sounded like from the way you described the cockpit, that it was like a single seater. No, it's a, it's comfy. It's, In the photograph, it's a cozy two-seater. Yeah, it's like a total two-seater. Shoulder yep. to shoulder. Yeah. Cheek, cheek. It's basically like stadium urinals close. Got it. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, so if you, <laughs> if George, you want to help spotting, you can give him a plus one. Okay. To his roll. I could, I could do that. Uh, and landing is another d6, or would that be a d8? It's a d6. Uh, that I got an eight on. Nice. So. Oh, that got a nine on it. Yep. All right. So you're able to do a pretty decent touchdown. Um, and I guess you have your reserve fuel and a little bit more left in the tank. Yep. And I'll I'll try to figure out the math on this before the next one, because, yeah, the, all the numbers we need are here in the spreadsheet. I just need to figure them out for weight, and we'll probably need a better count on weight, because I've only got, I've got under 1,000 kilograms of cargo. This number can't be. Oh, free space remaining is 775. Holy shit. We cut that close. <laughs> <laughs> as i'm doing the checklist is the power down checklist after landing like ah fuck we got like three and a half gallons left <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but we're fine we're fine <laughs> no horses next time all right so uh you're out on a quite large lake, um, and the shore is all rocky and almost like something from the moon, mm. and you don't see anybody around. Do we see anything less rocky to them than the lake? Any place we can pull it up? Um, as you you look, that there's some there's a spot. Of, it looks like that part of this lake is fed by like a glacier. Okay. And so there's an edge of the lake, not too terribly far, where the glacier kind of runs up to the edge of the lake. So it sort of like forms like maybe an icy inlet, or at least blocks some of the view. Got it. So wait, now did we bring the horses? We did we not. Did not. We did not bring. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> Strapped to the underside of the wings. Yeah. No. <laughs> They're small. Secondary landing gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you land on land. I, hey, I have a plan. In case we need to take off from land. It's not a good plan. But it's a plan. <laughs> it's a plan um, we'll be talking about for years. But if it works, we'll be heroes. <laughs> All right. So you taxi over and basically try to like a little bit out of you but over close to the shore yep try close to try to get it closer to shore somewhere safe throw the tarp over it even if it's not color matched for you know tibetan salt lake <laughs> um that's fine i think, I think your, your tarp's camouflage color is like dirty and green and dirty yeah <laughs> that's that's exactly it it's 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 probably actually any tarp at this point would have just been khaki yeah. Um, with dirt. And yeah, it might blend in super well with Tibetan. I don't know. But we'll try to get it covered. And. But yeah, there's like no trees or anything around here. Well, there's no people either, so that's good. 
So we've got a hundred kilometers that we still need to traverse, right? Yep. And you can see that there's like a range of mountains south. You of know what would have been a really good idea to take with us? Horses. That would have been awesome. But um, let's set up camp. Let's have a dash do a full teardown. Or not a full teardown, but, you know, anything he needs to to make sure that a, it'll start in this weather, and B, that the same error doesn't kill us the next time. Um, you might take the distributor cap with you so that there's still a plane here when we come back. Adesh won't leave without us, but the people that kill Adesh might. You might need to bring Adesh with you because you're going to see his uncle. Oh, fuck. We might. Um... Because your uncle doesn't know you're coming. That's a really good point. Oh, shit. Um, well, let's set up camp, first of all. Um, I guess... You're probably ready for another 12 hours of sleep. I am probably ready for another 12 hours of sleep. Um... And Reggie promised me tea. Did we make tea in the plane? Was that the... Did... No, uh, I don't think you actually were able to figure it out. Or should we make tea now that we're on the ground? Yeah, we'll make tea. Actually, there should be hot water right next to that window you put it outside. <laughs> Probably still boiling from being near the exhaust. Although yeah, it may have particulates. Yeah. I'll start fresh. Glacier water. Yeah, oh. being this close to Darjeeling, um, you know, I'm getting <laughs> a, a thought. Kind of twitching. Yeah. <laughs> <Salivating>. <laughs> All right. So you have afternoon, early afternoon tea and set up camp. Relax after the long flight. Uh. Get no. the remaining fuel pumped out of the barrels into the tanks, just okay. in case. So now you have 16 barrels? Uh, Empties. Yeah, 16 empty barrels. Um, so how are we going to do this? Somebody's got to watch the plane. And Clay is in here, so we you know we can volunteer her. Yeah. Uh, we would probably want somebody to sit with her, but and then how do the rest of us make it 120 kilometers overland on foot in winter? In winter, January. What's the weather conditions like? Cold and clear. <laughs> Just <laughs> Tibet would be the weather today. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tibetan. Um, yeah. It's very sunny. <laughs> it's a deceptive sunny. <laughs> uh, it's about the same time of year as it is now. 49 degrees during the day, 20 degrees at night. That's so not bad. Not, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't die. Now, did you... 
bring, like I said, Ian brought, uh, took everything from the, uh, the guys that attacked you. Yep. So that means you guys have some Tibetan cloak coats. Yep. Yep. I didn't burn mm-hmm. that stuff. Well, that's useful. That was brilliant. And he's got a bow. We got a couple of bows. Yeah, but he, I think he left, took the bow strings and only one of the bows. Yeah. Oh, I, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I thought I was taking, I thought I'd got a bow too. But sorry. Well, you could probably have grabbed one. Yeah, definitely. That's going up on the trophy wall. Mm. So I did, we do have plenty of like, I've got dried fish back in the, back in the plane. And I'm guessing we have rice as well. Like we have stuff, right? Like we, we can do that. Unless you ditched it before you took off. Yeah. No, you would never get rid of the dried fish. I've got uh, some the... hard tack and other unappealing, but useful rations. I dried fish, hard tack. That's basically a stew, right? Like we're, we're basically eating. Well. We got chili peppers with us. Oh my God. This is going to be the best dinner ever. Um, however, so we'll have to cover, unless we have a better plan, I, I had to American it. So it's 72 miles. Like that's a good three days hike. If we are not sprinting, but like if we are pushing hard, there's That's there's also days. elevation in that too. Yeah. yeah. It's not so a we should, not plan on we should plan on four or five days easy. And and I we am not also... feeling like hiking a lot. Like really a lot. I have climbing gear. We may have to deal with mountains. Oh shit. We could fly the plane closer. Uh I don't think like maybe we I'm looking for maybe we hike lo- far enough to buy horses oh god this looks it does tibet are they too poor for trees what's going on here like um so basically south of here is all mountains. I God, there's a weirdly shaped lake just south of town. That's gonna they're make the, a lot of noise. They're, Wiki, yep. they're the second largest urban center in all of Tibet, and you can't have a large urban center without a body of water of some sort. And yeah, there's a lake right next to it. Now, it's forbidden for outsiders to come into Tibet at this time. Um, on the plus side, because of Buddhism, uh, they don't have the death penalty. But there is one of the non-lethal punishments is sewing up offenders into an animal skin and throwing them into a river. Is that non-lethal? Well, I mean, they're not killing you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well. Um. I think that maybe somewhere before we get to Lhasa, we can find someplace where we could buy pack animals. Now, is all of Tibet is forbidden, correct? Yep. Here's a question. Do we have to be in Tar Tibet? Can we... Do we have enough fuel to go to Darjeeling? We we have enough fuel to make it to Darjeeling. Like, we could pick up, leave without making contact or finding out anything, but... We, we came all this way to try yeah. and find this sacred jewel. We're not okay, trying to okay. go to Darjeeling. Okay. So the sacred jewel is in this city? Or where is it? Well, we're or following we... the trail of Patrick Miles, okay. who found that there was a monk here, and or in Lhasa, who knew where the jewel was. And we can assume that he went to go find it. Or maybe he's sewed up inside an animal skin. Or maybe the gem is sewed up in an animal skin. <laughs> With our friend. Okay. Um, well, let's just go ahead and fast forward a little bit. Um, and, you know, title comes up, you see Lhasa with Pemco Palace in the background and, you know, the sound of Tibetan, you know, horns. And then it just comes up and says, you know, four days later. I was really looking forward to like big panning shots of the Tibetan mountains and then, you know, crossfire lakes and birds and wildlife. And then, like, slowly pans down. And as it pans down onto the party, you can see these guys hiking through the mountains, just kind of rustically backpacking down paths. And then as it gets closer, you can hear Cluster bitching about having to walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just, just as you get in. I feel like this is the, sh this is the shot from, like, the Fellowship of the Ring when they're, like, you know, on the snowy mountain <laughs> uh, okay to bed Son of a <laughs> well you do encounter people on the road um, okay. basically traders and uh, like postal people and other kind of like officials but also there seems to be a fair number of people that are going, you know, bringing like uh, yaks or, you know, sheep to uh, Lhasa, to the to the market. So um, if you guys are basically able to pull like hats down and kind of like keep them kind of close around. And also, I'm pretty sure you guys probably haven't been shaving very recently. No. Um, so... Just kind of te keeping kind of like bundled up and hunched over, you're able to kind of blend in with the other folks. There's also like a fair number of pilgrims who are, you know, walking with like prayer wheels and things like that. So it's a uh, it's a it's an odd mix of folk, and you guys are basically able to blend in as long as you don't like talk to anybody or interact with anybody. I'm not bringing the Bibles. 
Okay. <laughs> I know a little Tibetan. Bonjourno. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You making fun of me? <laughs> okay. So once you arrive in uh, Lhasa, uh, doopy doopy doo, if you cast your eyes over to roll 20. We have a, a map and some images. And the map is the uh, Lieutenant Colonel L.A. Weddell's plan of Lhasa when, when the British, I guess, went there at some point. This is probably a few years earlier than when you're there. I think it's from the 20s. But I couldn't resist including it just because some of the place location names in the list on the left, I'm sorry, on the right are just fantastic. But anyway, so Adesh will lead you all through the streets um, and lead you to the center of the, uh, the main part of the city, which is about here. And this is uh, to get bring you to um, up, 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 um, uh, Backcourt Square, which is sort of like, you know, the, the, the Times Square of Lhasa uh, when it comes to like trade and uh, everything else. And it's basically sort of a, a square that's in front of... Um, a very ancient uh, Jokhang temple. Can you mark uh, where we are again, Jet? Oh, yeah. It's basically here. Okay. Yeah. So not in the wild-ass meadow? No. Or the circular and road then, yeah, straight? As you look to the west, you can see uh, the uh, Pemco Palace, which is where the... Uh, uh, Dalai Lama resides. That's that cool picture underneath the map. Yeah. Nice. I love that the cemetery infested mm. by dogs is right next to the butchers. Yeah. Nice. We know where the meat comes from. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, thank, uh, thank Adesh for getting us through here. <laughs> and he will lead you up to uh, there's a side street, which is uh, off of the square, and you can see that there's all these shops that have all kinds of just random, like, Western goods, uh, so, Indian goods, Chinese. Adesh, yep. how did his uncle get a shop here? Uh, the uh, Nepalese traders come here, and they basically have the uh, permission to be able to come and go from Tibet from Nepal. Got it. Uh, it's like, Nepal is like, you know, isolationist, keeping everyone out, but at the same time, they do like, you know, nice things. So it's, but, um, the Westerners barely are, okay. Westerners, non, non, you know, Nepalese traders are basically turned away at the borders. Mm -hmm. okay 
so yeah, so Adesh brings you in, uh, and after asking around, brings you to um, a shop where coming in, he is greeted by uh, an older, balding uh, South Asian man who is quite, you know, thrilled to see his, his favorite nephew. And there's like hugs and backslaps and, you know, long discussions in uh, Nepalese. Um, well, the Westerners yeah. awkwardly wait for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Once, once he really, once Adesh explains the situation, kind of indicates that these kind of like people wearing hill tribe uh, uh, coats and heavy hats st- kind of standing right outside uh Uncle Pakesh you know, like ushers you inside and then closes the shutters. Good. Okay. And then, uh, offers you tea. Ah, uh, civilization. We we have to give him the peppers, Uncle Adesh. We've never met, but but when we heard of you, we we brought we decided we needed to bring you these. Uh, he refuses. He says, you know, through Adesh. Uh, actually, he probably speaks English as well. Uh, basically, you know tells you that no no it's hospitality you can't possibly accept it uh, you know come sit down you know tell me all about how you brought a dish oh this is uh uh cluster the uh the man you wrote about in your letters the amazing american uh uh celebrity pilot <laughs> i'll choke on my tea <laughs> I'll, I'll elbow cluster and be like you have to offer it to the peppers two more times <laughs> Are you sure? I we we simply when we saw these peppers, we thought of you. May I call you Uncle Adesh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the hospitality game continues. Uh, Sam, George, thoughts, questions? Uh, just a light nod and 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 thank you and and pretend the tea is coffee and you know that kind of thing. Okay. So the shop where you're sitting, which is sort of the first floor of his house, is not very big. It's probably about like 12 by 12. So um, you all kind of get ushered upstairs to more of the family uh, area on the second floor. But as you come through there, you can see that it is just packed full of all kinds of things. He's got um, like a case with watches and eyeglasses, a sewing machine, concertina, army boots, Sheffield knives. Stacks of French magazines, bolts of sari silk, a brass telescope, tea kettles, uh, porcelain plates wrapped in paper, and an uh, old bellows camera. And you kind of like move through the shop and head upstairs where it's like, you know, uh, his wife, you know, the auntie, you know, offers you, you know, to sit down and she was like going to put together, you know, a plate of something to eat. You know, clearly you look hungry and cold and very, very tired. And you probably smell bad. We probably smell terrible. I I don't remember any of the party mentioning bathing on the way back from the valley where we were poison killed. Yeah. No. We're we're dirt bath. <laughs> we're we're pig pen walking around with the cloud of but that's actually probably a good way to fit in. Oh, yeah. That the yeah. peasantry is probably in the same boat. All right, so we don't want to stick out in any possible way. No. Um, yeah, Uncle Prakash uh, can tell you that 
Uh, you have to watch out for the the Pelusi, because uh, they're basically now the, as he calls it, the Lon Gam fan sum, which I'm mangling, I'm sure, which is uh, the the British style police force that was uh, established when the thirteenth Dalai Lama returned from exile was disbanded a few years ago and replaced with. Uh, basically volunteers from um, the rural like peasant class okay. where if they if uh, basically if a son goes and works as a as a volunteer policeman then the family doesn't have to pay any taxes oh I probably would have taken that off for myself like I can't blame yeah. them but they kind of went kind of went from having like a pretty modern British style police force to basically having hillbillies with guns running like all the policing in Lhasa. So he kind of well, says, yeah, you, you don't want to like get America. picked up by them. Are they are they guns <laughs> or are they just clubs? No, they have guns. The oh. the they the British gave or sold the Tibetans uh British rifles and that's what the police are armed with. Uh there's the Previously, before the 1913 reforms, the police was managed by the uh, Korchakpa, which were basically like the Tibetan constables. And they're the ones that are armed with whips and clubs. And they come from families that have been basically like Irish cops for generation after generation. And so they still basically guard like, you know, municipal buildings and other kind of like specific government stuff but they're not in charge of policing the the city itself you also don't want to get caught by them is there anybody we do want to get caught by why are you here what are you looking for we're looking for are we we're looking for o'brien right not the signs of o'brien this is where he was heading Chief Chief Miles O'Brien. Chief Miles O'Brien. Uh, you're muted, JJ. There was a priest named Yesha Durga, Yesha who could Durga. give us the location of the jewel and the coffer. And then there is a. It's either a place or monastery in Jok Hang near Barkor Square. Yeah, that's that big temple you saw coming in. Wait, not the not the palace, the temple. No. no, that's that's the real big one. No, there's just outside here in the city center. There's basically um, the uh, John Corp Temple, which um, is a very old wooden temple that's you know kind of big and sprawling, and supposedly it is older than Buddhism. Like it was a old a, a pagan temple before Buddhism came to Tibet, hmm. and basically the square around the the city streets around it was basically turned into the merchant district. Pankor Palace, which is where the Dalai Lama is, it's on a on basically its own little kind of butte outside of town, and it's surrounded by gardens and uh, military. Uh, 
fields and things yeah. like that. Yeah. The regent's tents in front of the Potala. Like, apparently, they just camp out there. That's just what they do. Hmm. Yeah, the Dalai Lama uh, basically has the nobles incur, like, doesn't let the nobles really live in the city, in Lhasa. Uh, probably to cut down on the chances of them conspiring against him. Hmm. So they have to all stay out on their uh, estates, basically, outside Lhasa. So when they do come in, they probably come in and pitch tents. Muted. That's very Roman. Yeah. So you're basically asking Uncle Pakesh about being able to go find this priest? Yes. And say, well, we'd like to ask his help. And if, and if it's not imposing too much, we'd like to stay here, if that's okay. Well, he apologizes that there's really not a lot of space here. Uh, I mean, there's like... He'll give you, of course, what you what you have, but it's the house is fairly small, but he can arrange for a guest house, one that asks no questions. Okay, that would be wonderful. And I I will give him the first, uh, like a small gold coin. Now he refuses it. Yeah, and I uh, I will slip it to Adesh and be like, leave this for him. Uh, Dash kisses it back to you and says, don't insult my uncle like that, please. No. <laughs> yeah, Reggie, don't insult, insult the Dash's uncle like that. What are you thinking? Make him take the peppers. <laughs> We're going to have to... I, 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 will, I will look flustered and be like, I, I mean no offense. Okay. You're tired, you're tired. You know. Yes. You know, come, you must rest. Uh, and you actually are probably between altitude and walking for four days are pretty tired. Okay. Uh, what's the... Uh... Okay, so... What's the legal status of alcohol in Tibet? Is it a... Is this a it's dry plentiful. country? No, nope, it's okay. plentiful. Good. There's a lot of the Chang Kangs around. Nice. No. Uh. Well, okay. well, so he basically goes off and then he comes back a little while later and tells you all to, you know, he's arranged. There's a, a guest house that is for uh, pilgrims that he knows the uh, the owner and has uh, arranged for him that no questions asked. You just, you know, you're staying there and they don't want to any of the police or anyone to be alerted. Oh. Friends of the family. Yes. Excellent. Well, let's go sleep. Okay. Uh, let's make it to the guest house after dark, if that sounds like a better idea, where there's less chance of us getting made. Yep, that's probably a good idea. That's also a very good idea. And Tibetans are actually quite tall on average, so George actually doesn't even stand out that much when bumbled up. Hmm. they've got sort of the viking thing going on where it's like high mortality rate and a lot of high protein diet <laughs> all right okay so you go 
the guest house is roomier than Adesha's uncle's house, and uh, you're able to basically probably get three rooms, I think, splitting between two, two, and then Poppy gets a room. Okay. Unless Poppy's with the plane. I don't even know what's going on with who's at the plane. Uh, but I assume Poppy's with you. Uh, Poppy was going to stay at the plane unless we have a better plan. Probably leaving Poppy alone with a plane in bandit country is a poor idea. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't leave a dash. But leaving the plane alone in bandit country also, not a great idea. No, well, it, I mean, you, if you it's took anchored your out in the middle of the account. water, it's a little hard to get to. Yep. <laughs> you sort of hit it with a tarp and uh, kind of like tucked it behind a glacier, so. And he brought the distributor cap so he can't fly it. Yep. Now, where did we leave that plane? Can you find this thing? <laughs> There's no trees. It all looks the same. Just follow our footsteps. I'll, I'll startle awake several times a night thinking about the plane. What's the plane's name? Uh, the Boozow Bitch. So you just wake up screaming, Boozow Bitch! <laughs> Where's my bitch? All right, the next morning, um, you're able to get breakfast, um, cheese, barley tea, other things. Um, and Adesha's uncle basically will come and tell you that uh, he got up and he this morning and he asked around and he found out that indeed there is a priest at Joe Kang. Uh, temple um, he is uh, an, a senior priest who's in charge of the reliquary but uh, it may be difficult for you to see him without being noticed for being not you know Tibetan I wonder if we might send a dash with a message Yeah, uh, could work. Would a dash be allowed? I mean, he is still, he's Nepalese, but he's still an outsider. But they're a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit easier for a dash than for you, but it, it still kind of runs into the same problem. Um, however, Uncle Prakesh says that uh, he does know... Um, He knows certain people who basically may know a way around the form, the official system. Okay. Um, basically, uh, he can talk to uh, the the Kuma, which is basically like a criminal fraternity, to see about Ooh. getting uh, maybe some documentation to get to you access. Mm. Okay, we could we could pay for it but we wouldn't want to go through we wouldn't want to get him in trouble are we going to end up owing the Kuba a favor I think this should be a cash transaction uh, he, thinks, he thinks that cash will be perfectly acceptable for them um, okay I will peel off some British pounds and a couple of small gold coins okay um 
And he says, also, Adesh said that to me that asked me about uh, the possibility of finding fuel. Yes. Oh. That would be, yeah. Uh, I don't know how we're getting the fuel back to the plane, but we're going to need fuel. Uh, he, he says that there is, uh, there's someone who might be able to, would know if there was any fuel to be found in Lhasa. Um, and that would probably be, uh, Lacham, which is, Lacham is... Uh, a woman who basically is uh, from a noble family and she is by her family lineage related to two Dalai Lamas. And so she has a um, a house of entertainment um, and uh, he knows that he can basically see about making introductions and then she may be able to help you. And she's related to the devil. We're not worried about her narking us out. Are we? He says, you'll understand when you meet her. Ah, the house of entertainment. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready to spend social points already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, because it is like late January, when you came, especially today, as you're kind of like it's daytime and you're outside, you can see preparations are being made for the New Year's festival. No, oh, righteous. Which is a, I think it's a 10 day long festival. <sighs> Cover to move around. Excellent. Yeah, you now realize that may be why you saw so many people on the road. Coming to Lhasa. Also, gunshots can be mistaken for fireworks. This is true. <laughs> okay. So what do you guys want to do first? Um, are you going to split up? Or are you going to... Yeah. Um, have we been taken to the boarding house yet? Yeah, you spent the night there. Okay, we spent the night there. We've got... Um, I want to talk to the lady. I really want to meet this. Cut to Cluster, dressed as a Tibetan print, running from <laughs> running from tribesmen. Montage. Oh, we could. We, uh, I don't. Well, you think will the... probably need. You will probably need some better clothes unless you pack something. Um, can we ask somebody at the house to find us more inconspicuous clothing? Yes. Uh, Uncle Pr Prakash can help you with that. Yeah. You probably want, you know, less stinky clothes, and also you might suggest a bath. Yes. I think arranging the fuel before we take the risk of going into the priesthood is a good idea. <laughs> They're getting away on three gallons of fuel! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and we do, to be clear, we've got enough fuel to take off make it over the mountains and hopefully glide into what I have to assume is a British airbase in Darjeeling, right? Like there's gotta be something there. 
We haven't checked. We haven't asked anybody. We don't have a map or anything. They they probably won't shoot at us much. It's an Italian plane. Why, why would the British be mad at the Italians? That doesn't even make sense. You sound crazy. It's been a while since you've seen a newspaper. <laughs> I don't read. Reading's for nerds. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. Okay. No. <laughs> no, it's not like Italy has declared war. No. Wait, wait, what? Italy? And Germany? Wait, the little one with the funny mustache? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, he owns France now. What? No. And Czechoslovakia. You remember Czechoslovakia? It's gone. Austria? No. Gone. I remember Poland, Austria? Gone. Well, they split it in half. Was that the pierogi one? I liked the pierogi one. Yeah. Okay. So you spend the day basically... Um, are you going to try to talk to the member of the Kuma? Um, which, you know, the money will allow, allow for an introduction. And probably, yeah, uh, silence. <laughs> and then also, B team uh, focus on getting some clothes for this evening. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Okay. So uh, probably it's probably around lunchtime when you go to the uh, um, Kang. Um, and. Coming in, you can see that there's basically crowded, low ceiling, uh, packed full of uh, Tibetan men and pilgrims and uh, traders and other pipes. And sitting down, uh, you're immediately served a brass bowl filled with steaming hot Chang beer. Went in Tibet. Yep. <laughs> 16 bowls of steaming hot beer later. <laughs> it's like barley rice beer. Very cloudy. Um, all right. And then at a certain point, someone comes in, sits down with you, and offers you some more uh, Chang. And then as he's talking to you, he introduces himself as uh, Dawa Tswang. And he is... Um, a thin Tibetan man who basically um, you notice that he's got um, sort of like dark stains on all of his fingertips mm. and uh, he looks probably a little shifty and speaking to in Tibetan with uh, Pakesh, Uncle Pakesh, Pakesh turns and basically tells you that, um, you know, he he can help you. It sounds like what you need is proper documentation. Um, and um, he has access to the temple's printing house. So he can uh, basically print you all um, writs of access. 
Yeah. So <laughs> official Tibetan. Just a picture of cluster with like McLovin. Oh yeah, worst fake ID ever. So yeah, okay. Um, and 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 we'll just grimace at whatever price he says, but then slowly nod yes. Okay. We don't want to uh, like throw down like we have too much money, but we'll still pay the price. Why wouldn't you let the thieves guild know that you're packed with gold? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when no one's looking around after you've paid him, he kind of pulls out and passes over uh, a sheaf of papers dense, printed in multicolors with uh, Tibetan like, uh, Tibetan all over it. Stamps and seals. Cool. It'll make it vanish. And then he'll, you know, drink some more uh, Chang and then kind of get up and excuse himself. Give him the nod. Now we need to make sure we're not followed. All right. How are you going to do that? Um, the usual, but uh, actually probably very poorly. <laughs> wait, wait, your usual or my usual where we pay 10 kids to set a fire outside so we can go out the back? Because no, uh, I can go either no, way. No, 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 not this time. <laughs> no, there's a simpler way to do this. You just cut left and then cut left and then never mind. Follow me. Okay. So, cut yeah. to cut to me me and Reggie walking down the street arguing about the best way in English to make sure that you're not being followed in Tibet. Really drunk in the middle of the night. <laughs> middle of the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, I'm we're just trying to get back to the get back okay. to the boarding house. So give me a roll to see if you can determine if you're being followed. Uh what's the D? Uh, but you're aware, so I would say D8. You got your trade craft skills, right? Yep, five plus two, so seven. Okay, so kind of like going down and pausing to look at the, the stalls and the various things being sold. Um, you can see what looks like uh, a couple of corchakas, two corchakas. Um, <laughs> that you think are following you. Okay. Oh, well, then we'll try and vanish into the crowd a little bit. Wait, were the Korchakas the whip ones or were the Korchakas the British gun ones? Uh, the whip ones. Okay. Then, um, yeah, we'll head towards a large crowd if we can find one of of uh, pilgrims. The streets are pretty crowded, so if it's not hard yeah. to find a large crowd. And then we'll try and try and lose them tradecraft style. This okay. is the game I know. Just never done it quite right here. <laughs> I'd recommend so... like stooping because folks here aren't particularly tall. Yeah, see what the patterns of people. You know, how they walk, try and walk the same. And then when so we turn a corner, and... yeah, 
when we when we move over like uh, around a corner where they couldn't see us, it'll put on a little speed. And then uh, the only problem is that streets are crowded enough that it's hard to put on speed. Right. Well, we'll just see if we can lose them. All right. Give me another roll, which I will say is a D4 to try to lose them. Oh, crap. You don't know the streets as well as they do. Uh, let's see. Oh, let me make see. And also, make I think uh, are you, you guys are sticking together as a group, right? Mm. Yeah, there's two of us. At least two of us. Hold on. See what my tradecraft is. Probably Did all four works. of you go to the Chang Kang? I thought we split up. I... Okay. Is it yeah. just Nat and JJ who went to the Chang Kang? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well. That's why I've been quiet. Okay. Got it. Let's see. I got five. I can put two points in. Will that will that get both of us out? Probably. Yeah, I'll put uh, two mental points, like figuring out a a quick way to put an angle between us and them. Okay, I think for something like this, um, you can do it for yourself, JJ. Okay. I don't think that extends to Nat. Okay. Um. I kind of don't want to leave Nat. Oh, well. Uh. If you have to get away, I I can try making I don't have tradecraft. But All right, now they're kind of shoving their way through it and coming after you a little faster. Oh, well. Run like hell. You do have tradecraft. Do I? Yeah. Oh. I have schmooze, haggling, and logistics. <laughs> where, is, where is old Nat? Nat. Schmooze. If you want to try to lose them while hauling ass, uh, you can have one die better if you split up. Okay. I'm splitting. Cut. All right. So one heads north, one heads south. Basically. I'm looking right. for the largest. I mean, this is a pilgrimage, right? There's got to be something going on. I'm looking for the biggest crowd I can to duck into. Okay. Uh, give me whatever. What skill are you using to do this? If you just sense you don't have tradecraft. Just flat roll. <gasps> Gymnastics. I'm. I'm <laughs> gym, gym, it may come, I hope it does not come down to a battle of gymnastics. Jim Kata. <laughs> Monkey style. Just you um, know, do some Jackie Chan shit. So here's what I somewhere between schmooze and manners exists this place where I can see a large group of people and emulate them. That's what I'm feeling, right? I want a like bunch of Assassin's people. Assassin's Creed kind of thing. Maybe I haven't played. I've played none of the Assassin's Creeds. Okay. But I I want to find I want to find a bunch of people chanting and pogoing down the street. I want to slip right into the middle of that pogo group and 
I want to I want to work with them down the street. I, maybe they're not pogoing in Lhasa, Tibet. Now I don't know, or if they are, they're probably not calling it the pogo. But well, they do actually. There is pilgrims. Uh, maybe not in the center of the city, but they are doing the take three steps, get down, genuflect, stand up, take three steps, get down, genuflect, all the way to like the Dalai Lama's palace from wherever the hell their village is. Oh, so, that's going to be hard. But that's probably not here in the city center because that's just like, you know, chaos. There's actually, there's, I think the Circle Road that goes around the city and leads past the palace is the one where you usually see them. Okay. All right, so give me a flat roll, um, and um, I feel like it's a D6, which means you have no chance of success without putting points into it. Um, so I'm going to say you can put a... T- put... I was just going to say, yeah, it's a D6 plus 2. You're basically using some of your... Um, street smarts to do this come coming from like one of your careers that is involves your smuggler cops or your background as a mormon (laughs) as a mormon d6 plus two you rolled a one i did you get collared fuck jj give me a d6 tradecraft roll uh, I made it like 10 steps. <laughs> Two. So that's a six? That's a four. That's a four? Yeah. So I got All away, right. but, I, but I can't do anything to help him. So you got a four. That's not a success, right? Well, no, but I had a, I had a five and I rolled two. I've added two points of mental to get a success the first time. Oh, got time. it, got it. Yeah. Okay. But, but you know, if, if I was if I was clever, I would try and create a distraction to try and get him out of it, but... No, because there's like, yeah, basically the guy that's coming after you that you're basically uh, dodging uh, is between you and him. So in order to continue to not be okay. spotted, you have to kind of keep moving in a, away from where he was. And you probably don't even see what's going on with him. Okay. Since you're not turning around and looking back behind you. Yeah. Giving fair. him a good look at your face. Okay. Uh, Nat, you're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to say that. Do you have any way you can try to talk your way out of this? When I say hate this, I, of course, I'm lying because. Yeah. No, I. This, that's... Is, your fa- this is like, you know, don't throw me in that briar patch kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Painting fences is a lot of fun, Jed. Um, <laughs> Okay. You don't do you speak some Tibetan? I do know that. I some. Not enough to pass as a Tibetan for, nope. for damn sure. Um I will I am going to try to convince them they've got the wrong guy. I'm here for I am here like everyone else. Jesus, as soon as they wash me off and realize I'm American, this is going to... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the pilgrimage. What are you doing? All right. So give me... Was it bluff? 
something like that? Uh, yeah, six manners perform. Uh, actually, fuck. Jed, I'm not going to talk my way out of it. I'm going instantly to bribing. Okay. And the reason I'm going instantly to bribing is I literally have it. Like that, <laughs> I literally have it selected as a skill. Like I got schmooze and I might be able to use that. But unless these are some kind of super breed of cop, which they sound kind of hardcore, but not really. Bribing is how things work here, right? Like. I'm going to throw down five American dollars. Are you going with American dollars? I'm going to go with American dollars. Okay. Um. I will say it's a D6. I believe your instincts are fairly dead on about cops. I mean, they're cops. That was a 10. Um, I'll throw it out. I throw down $5. Look at them. Look at the $5. Look at them again. And start walking away. The $5 disappears. And you walk away. And so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Let me mark down my $5. And cheap at the price compared to what is the thing where you're putting a sack? Worth a, yeah, you know what? The sack thing sounded fucking terrible. And, yeah. Yikes. Okay. <clears throat> so, presumably now you're, you're totally turned around and lost, and it takes you a little while to find your way back to Bancor Square. But then from Bancor Square, you can get back to Uncle uh, Pakresh's house pretty easily. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to where I was going when they first started chasing me, so much as where they were going. All right. And so, yeah, so after that, uh, JJ, you get back, you've got the, the documentation, so that should be able to give you access to the temple and be able to find uh, the priest and then also I'm going to say that probably Ian, uh, I guess Sam and George have managed to find some presentable Tibetan clothes that will fit you guys yep. for tonight. And this is probably a good place to break for the night. Oh, but uh, I want to hear about the clothes that Ian is wearing when we come in. Uh, I found a picture <laughs> a second ago. I meant to, meant to uh, let me find it again. Before, like, fact gets introduced into it, or I know anything about the clothing of Tibet at the time, I'm just imagining walking in on Ian in, like, full gold Indian wedding dress. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. That would There's be like rad. Steve Harvey. <laughs> uh, no, I've got one of those. I got here. It is. I found the picture. Um, I've got one of those those hats that that peaks up. <laughs> And I've got I've got cool shoes and uh, here we go. So this is the, the that's it. So I'm the dude in the middle. <laughs> oh, dude, no, that's the wrong hat. It's totally the wrong hat. 
That's the bomb hat. That is such a good hat. Is it a yellow hat? <laughs> That's actually the hat for like the high llamas and stuff, and you will totally get in. It's well, like the Pope hat. Is that what that is? You're, you're going to wind up thrown in a sack. All right, well, let's not let's not do that thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's a cool hat to take home, but that's that's the wrong hat. No, they've got a they've got a these these little uh, kind of like pork pie hats that are super cute. I'll just go with one of those. Then nice. stared dejectedly at my pointed hat that I bought that I was very happy about. No, it's an awesome hat. It's just going to get you killed. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're basically the, the middle sash, the baggy pants, the the, the shoes with the upturned toes. Uh, and stuff. This picture here, this is better. This is this one's a little more. Uh, the reason I like this one is because I have a place I can hide all my small. So if that's cool, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I like the the, 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 the fellow on the right looks like the lead singer from uh, Alice Donut. That's pretty cool. 